We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hey, welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. The um, what do we do now edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dusty Evely. With me is tonight is Sarah Kelleher. Uh, no Steve uh, tonight, Steve. Uh, the message he sent to us basically said the season's over. I don't want to look at your faces for a while. I. Yeah, he's done I, with us. I think that's what he said. Um, kidding, Steve. We will miss you. Uh, we'll see you back when you get back. Uh, but tonight's me and Sarah. Sarah, listen, man. Say we don't have a lot to talk about, and we kind of don't because we don't have a game to preview this weekend. But while we're here, let's just talk about this past weekend, man. What were your reactions to the game? And then if you've got anything, like reactions to the season as well, rolled up in there. Just, you know, also, I guess, tell us how you are. Just, Just in general, how are you? Yeah, in, we'll start there. Uh, in general, I'm I'm doing well. Um, same old, same old. You know, looking forward to just chatting with you, even if we don't have a game to talk about. I think there's still some some interesting Packers things to discuss, and just looking forward, you know, what that means for the organization and and all of the guys in the locker room, as as well as the coaching staff. Um, honestly, shocked that we didn't get a single question asking if Joe Barry should be fired. I think that's the first time all season that that's happened. Um, as far as the game, um, you know, I, I really have mixed emotions about it. Um, I went into the game saying, you know, we're, 
Packers are really not supposed to be here, just like the last week. Um, if they play well um, and they keep it a close game or they win, this is just the cherry on top of what, in my mind, was already a successful season. And we talked about that at nauseum last week. Um, but I was really, even though they lost, I was happy with what I saw again and hopeful for how this team will continue to grow and continue to improve in the future. Do I wish that they would have won, especially there at the end when it was close? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it sucked. It was another heartbreaking loss, but at the same time, it was almost predictable. You could kind of feel it coming. You could sense it. Um, and I think the 49ers just have way more experience than the Packers, which is okay. Um, and the Packers are also cursed for some reason against the 49ers. I think eventually Jordan Love will help the Packers break that curse. Uh, but for now, um, it's still there. Um, but once again, they impressed me. They did more than what I thought that they could do. Um, I thought the defense played, you know, with the exception of the last couple drives, um, very well and much better than I thought. I mean, they slowed down an explosive offense that has just absolutely dominated teams all year um, with the exception of a small stretch in the middle of the season. Um, and then, again, Jordan Love, you know, he had some very uh, young quarterback mistakes towards the end of the game, and he wasn't perfect for, you know, maybe the first time in a few weeks, but he played well. Uh, he went into a situation on the road in a tough environment with horrible weather and still continued to look poised and was able to respond when the Packers faced adversity in the game. Um, and like I said, disappointed that they couldn't get it done. Not shocked because I didn't expect them to, to get here and I'm excited about where they're headed. I'm excited about this off season, you know, with, I don't think there's going to be a ton of shakeups or, or major changes or drama that we need to follow. And we can just kind of focus on what's next for the Packers and, and talk about what that could look like. And they gave us a lot of things to look forward to. And it, as far as the whole season, this was the most fun I've had watching the Packers in years um, because I never knew what to expect and it kind of kept me on my toes, but in the best way possible. So overall I thought it was a successful season Um Yes, the end result was a loss, but I think at the end, the Packers won the season. They got what they needed. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the vast majority of that. I think um, if you look at the like the big view, and if someone had told you uh, after the loss to the Broncos or in the midst of that four-game losing streak, which the Broncos, I think they had one loss after the Broncos game, and said, this team is going to lose by a field goal to the Niners in the divisional round you would be thrilled. Like, how does this happen? I don't understand how this can happen. This seems crazy, but it's different when you're living through it. Like the, in the moment you're watching the game and it's like, Oh, they might have a chance at this. And I think, you know, early on that the two field goals instead of touchdowns, they had the uh, going forward on fourth down in the red zone that got stuffed. Um, scare quote stuffed. I, I think he got it, but there was the ref said that he did not. And really bad spots. I mean, all weekend, really some really bad spots this weekend. That's when I don't think the floor could have challenged. Cause I don't think that's getting overturned. You can't see where the ball is either way. And that was kind of a, listen, the Packers have dominated this game and they're up by six. Like that sucks. They got to get this together. And so, like you said, there were some moments in there that were really good. Um, Dobbs had, uh, you know, a pretty nice day. He had a couple nice grabs. 
Uh, Love played well for the most part. He had the interception that I think the first one, I think Kraft was maybe supposed to sit down in a zone and he threw it to where he thought he was going to be. Kraft ran past him and then tipped it up in the air. And then the last one was just, that's a bad, that's a bad decision. Like I understand you're trying to make a play there, but it's first down. It's first down. You're out of the pocket. Throw it away. Live to fight another down. I he he must. I think he saw something in the middle. Christian Watson was in the middle of the field, but there's three guys right there that that were like between him and Love. So I understand wanting to make a play, but that was a little frustrating. Um, but yeah, for the whole like, if you just look at the entire season, it's it's hard not to get really really hyped about this team. Uh, the way Love played, you know, again middle of the season, well, that was kind of a is love the guy. I don't know. Murphy had those comments about like, we got to see how the rest of the season plays out. It seems pretty clear now. I think there, I still have some questions, but it seems pretty clear now. Like he is going to be the long-term quarterback and I don't have a problem with that. He looked really good. And these young weapons are so exciting. So uh, it stinks the way it ended. Um, I will also say my, my viewing experience, we had the, uh, my sister-in-law died about a month ago. And so we had her memorial service on Saturday, Saturday morning. And I spoke at that. And so between going through all the things you go through and you're getting ready to go to a memorial service on top of that, uh, trying to speak in front of people at a memorial service and hold some kind of composure. Um, we all went back to my brother's house after that. He's got like a 120 inch, uh, projector TV surround sound. And we always kind of hung out, hung out over there and watch it. And so I say in the face of what we had done earlier that day, uh, this, this loss didn't hit me very hard, uh, for, for that reason, as well as just, this felt like, I mean, every loss of the Rogers season's past three years, it felt like this could be the end of an era, right? Like this could be it. This sucks. They didn't win it. Now it sucks. They didn't win this game, but I can't help but just be excited about how bright the future is for this. And I know progression isn't linear and I know they were pretty healthy offensively and they're not likely for that to happen again. And there's a whole bunch of variables. There's no guarantee they'll get back to the divisional round in the next three years, but it was a very exciting season. And even though they lost this way, I think when I think back on this year, I will think back on putting up hanging 48 on the Cowboys on their own home. Yeah. Like that'll be, that's the lasting image there in, in terms of like what I will carry forward with me through the off season. Um, Sarah, we, like I said, we usually do some news and notes are not really news and notes. We usually preview the game. We do the offense versus defense. We obviously don't have that. However, someone gifted us with some content, Sarah, someone had to give us a vague social media post <laughs> about, are they leaving? What does this mean? You got to decode it. And Aaron Rodgers isn't around. So it's our boy, Jair Alexander. Sarah, I think it was Instagram, wasn't it? So take it away, Sarah. What, what did Jair give us to, to chew on for the offseason here? Yeah, he just had to, to give us something. He posted on Instagram. It was a series of few pictures. The first one is him reaching up. It looks like to sign a hat from a fan at, um, in the tunnel at Lambeau. And the, the caption is, thank you, God. Thank you, Lambeau, for six years. Thank you to those who showed love throughout my journey. So everyone had a really calm and rational reaction to this. Sure, as, um, as they do, yeah. As they do. But guys, he's not going anywhere. He's fine. He's being dramatic. Like we said before, there's probably not going to be a lot of changes. He knows that. Jarier Alexander is a clown in the best way. I mean, mm-hmm. he's... You know this. You know this. Think about the author of this post. It'll be fine. He's trolling. He's done this before where he deletes Packers stuff from his Instagram. And then guess what? Then he's back and he's saying the pack is back and all of that. He will be back. He, It's okay. Rest assured, he's not going anywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah. We looked at, I, can't, I don't have the numbers in front of me now, so I apologize. What was his, uh, I think his base salary is like 6 million next year and his dead cap hit is uh, 20, 26, something like that. Uh, they yeah. cannot get out front of this contract next year. Maybe you can get creative with a trade or something, but no, uh, yeah, Jair's not going anywhere. Um, but Hey, you know, I wish he had waited a little bit. We need, we need stuff like in the doldrums of the off season. Like right now we, we're just coming off the game and you got to, yeah, we still got the Super Bowl chair. hasn't been played yet right now. We're just trying to mm-hmm. enjoy the last three games that are left of the season and take that in. So word of mm-hmm. advice, wait a few weeks, wait until March, little early March. Yeah. And you know, that's the perfect time. Leak some news to your agent and Adam Schefter will tweet that you've become so disgruntled with the Packers organization that this, this, and that. Yeah. Give it just felt, it felt like a Friday news dump. Sarah, yeah. like it just, yeah, work on your timing. You're, I thought you were a professional, Jair. Step it up. Yeah. Uh, really, that's okay. That's all we got, guys, in terms of that, in terms of that stuff. Uh, as we always do, we ask for questions. As you always do, you guys delivered some really good ones. We cannot get to all of them tonight. But we did get some questions. Uh, Sarah, what do we got tonight? Yeah, our first question is from Steve's number one enemy, Matt Pickett, from Hey, We Like Your Pod. Uh, just kidding. Love you, Matt. Um, he said... Well, it's on to the next season. Who would be your way too early picks for top four teams in each conference? And then the food question, when you need to eat your feelings, say, for instance, when the season ends, what do you turn to? So, Dusty, let's start with you. Yeah, all right. So uh, I think I'm going to switch some some people around from what I had before we started recording here. So we decided, I mean, we're not doing division winners. This is top four teams in each, in each conference because uh, have you looked at the NFC South? Like, I'm not... I'm not going to say the Saints are going to be one of the best teams or the Bucks, one of the best teams in the league next year. So I will go um, – actually, I'll, I'll just take them from two divisions. We'll go Packers, Lions, uh, 49ers, Rams. I like what the Rams showed this year. Uh, they got some young talent there, obviously, Puka Nakua. Uh, Kyron Williams had a really good game. McVay seems like he has kind of been reinvigorated a little bit. We'll see how healthy Stafford is. Uh, you know, he was healthy this year, but we'll see how healthy he is going forward. But uh, I think they, they showed some really nice stuff. I was going to put Cowboys in here and then um, – I don't know, man. That was just that was NFC East. I don't like any of the teams in the NFC East. But then I was looking at the Cowboys and go, I don't know how much I like. Like I think they will put together a good season. I don't think they'll be Final Four. So, uh, yeah, what I say: Pack- Packers, Lions, Rams, Niners, and then AFC. I went uh, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Bills. Uh, Bills, I'm kind of iffy on just because this is another one that this felt like the end of a window potentially Diggs is getting another year older and he's really starting to show it. I think uh, Josh Allen has done amazing things, but how much longer can he do that? We saw guys like, um, and he's bigger than Steve McNair, but a guy like Steve McNair was just, he got to a point in his career where he was not practicing. He's a big dude and he took a lot of hits. Roethlisberger was kind of the same way. And that really takes its tolls as you go on. So Josh Allen, I think will still be very, very good. Um, but I kind of wonder when those hits start to catch up with them a little bit. So those would be my four AFC. When I need to eat my feelings, what do I turn to? I don't know that I really have anything. It's just whatever's on hand, you know, goldfish crackers. Cause we have goldfish crackers in the house. Um, I don't. I I've great answer. Great answer. That's right. He's not here. We can't make fun of either of us. Uh, I've talked about this before, but uh, I love, um, and not necessarily eating, but if I if it was a particularly bad loss, 
I will uh, either watch a violent movie, The Raid, uh, Dread, something like that, or I'll play a video game, like a, usually a zombie shoot-up video game, and listen to some angry music. And that's that's how I deal with my feelings. I don't really eat them. I just I do those things. I stare off into the void. I disassociate while doing uh, or watching violent things. That's generally what I do. And when I say it out loud, it sounds really healthy. So that's what I got. Sarah, what do you got? Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, for the NFC, we had the exact same teams. I had 49ers, Lions, Packers, Rams. Um, a sneaky team, depending on how the dominoes fall, that I think could be a dark horse. And a lot of things would have to happen here. But if it happens, they could be pretty good. Would be the Falcons. And that's if they Ooh. get a new quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some chatter. What if they trade for Justin Fields or if they in, you know, that could be interesting. If the Bears go after Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever their guy is. And then if they get Bill Belichick and a new quarterback, you know, they have a lot of other pieces. Um, so I think they could be a dark horse team. I'm not going to put them in the top four, but that's one where, you know, a year from now we're like, hey, they kind of looked a little better than we thought. Um, and then the AFC, I'm going Chiefs, Ravens, 
uh, Texans and Bills. I think that the Texans uh, with C.J. Stroud are just moving in the right direction. D'Amico Ryan is a great coach, and he seems like he's building a culture over there. And I'm sure they'll get some um, – some great additions in the draft too, um, and just continue to kind of build over there. But, uh, and, and then I think, you know, an honorable mention there too is the Browns um, and what they're, they're building there too. Um, you know, they kind of have to figure out what's happening with the quarterback situation. I know Deshaun Watson has not lived up to what I think the expectations of that fan base were in that organization. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy either. Um, you know, they had, uh, glory days with Joe Flacco, which was kind of fun to watch. Uh, but, you know, they have a damn good defense and they have some good pieces on the offense. So if they can just kind of figure out quarterback, then they could be dangerous too. And obviously stay healthy. You know, they'll get Chubb back next year too. Um, so if they can do all those things, think that they could kind of be a, a dark horse as well. Or not necessarily a dark horse, but, you know, top five, right on the edge there. Uh, and then, yeah, for me, if I need to eat my feelings, it, it's honestly just fast food. Um, as cliche as that is, but, you know, go pick up Shake Shack or Chick-fil-A or something like that. And not, you know, Chick-fil-A where I, I'm trying to be good and I get the cool wrap or salad, you know, I'm getting like the 30 piece nuggets and heating up the rest for breakfast the next day because I'm upset. Um, so definitely any form of greasy fast food that, um, is just going to make me feel even worse, but better at the same time. Our next question is from Humbug. Uh, their food question, I don't think we need to answer because we just answered it. They said best comfort food after a big loss. Uh, pretty sure that is almost the same question as Matt. So we'll just focus on the football question. Um, and that is which rookie from this year's class, one on offense and one on defense, do you think makes the biggest second year jump? Offense will go Dontavian, uh, Dontavian Wicks. I, I was going to go Reed, but here he had a huge year. So I think Wicks, just because he was not on the field early, I mean, it was one of those, every time he was on the field, he was open. It get him on the field more. And then once they did, good things started happening. Uh, so I think once he, if he gets more snaps, I think he will be fine. I think he's going to be very, very good. Uh, so I'll go Wicks. And then defense, man, I had a couple guys I was thinking about going. I'm going to go Carrington Valentine. Uh, I think he had a good year. Um pretty rough needs to clean up some stuff, but he's, he seems like a hard worker. He likes getting after it. Uh, and so I think that's a guy another year kind of work on that technique. I was going to say another year in the system. Hopefully it's not in the system. Maybe it's the system that <laughs> another year in the league. We'll say uh, that uh, I, I think he could be become not necessarily one. Like I don't think he's ever going to become Jair Alexander. But I think he'd be a solid, solid two, solid outside guy that you could slide inside. So I'll go Valentine just because I really liked what I saw from him this year. Uh, for me on offense, I'm going with Luke Musgraves. I think he's just a guy that we already saw a lot of great things from, but then we are robbed a little bit with the lacerated kidney, which again, I cannot believe that that happened and how painful that must be. Um, but uh, I think he's just a guy that we're going to continue to see a lot of great things from and that if he can stay healthy, that next year will really be a key part of the of that offense that is kind of catching the attention of other people that aren't on the beat or other people um that don't watch every Packers game meticulously like we do and um and notice these things um and then on defense I'm gonna go with uh Carl Brooks we talked about this a couple weeks ago he's another guy that you know just when he has been given the opportunity I've liked what I've seen and that I think he has room to grow um, and that that ceiling can be pretty high. Um, so 
again, I think there's a lot of promise. I mean, Dusty, I think both of your answers is great as well. We didn't even mention Jaden Reed and then with Finesse either. So there's a lot of promise with this young Packers team. All right, next one from Tim O'Neill. Two things from the end of the game that, that I haven't seen asked of Matt LaFleur and want your take. One, why did he not take a timeout after second down with 155 left? And then two, did they let them score on third and one? And if they did, it seems like not taking the timeout is an especially big mistake. So Dusty, what are your thoughts here? I will say to the second part of that question, I'll say, no, I don't think they let them score. Cause if they, if the goal was to let them score, I think they absolutely 100% take the timeout. Like I think they've got, that would be in the plan. That was one that was blocked up. Well, the only guy that had a shot at him was Jonathan Owens. And he tried to tackle him with his back. That to me, that did not seem like a, we're letting up. That was just, we got caught out of position and then we didn't wrap up. Like to me, that's what it looks like. I, w- I would love to say like, oh yeah, no, they probably were just, uh, they were just letting them have it. Um, but I don't think that was the case. I think they were trying to stop him. Uh, to the first part of the question, I don't know why he didn't take the time out, honestly. Um, I think it was, it was, it was second, it was second and 10 and they let it run. I don't know. Cause I could have gotten the first down without getting a touchdown if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because it was at the six. Um, but the, the the last snap came at the six, and it was third and one. That's where the touchdown came from. I don't know if they were they thought they would stop them on that third one and then take all then take the time out there. But even then, you're not gaining anything really. They're they're kicking a field goal there, and then you have two to use on offense. But you can control the clock on offense. I mean, you can use the middle of the field more if you have timeouts. So maybe that was in the thinking there as well. But I have no idea. Went from one fifty five in the next snap, the third one snap to score a touchdown was one minute eleven seconds. I have no idea uh, why they would do that. I, w- I would love to hear an explanation. I didn't watch the post game presser, so it sounds like that probably was not asked. I would like an answer for that because that was one in the moment that was like, "You've got three timeouts. Take your timeout." Like I understand keeping some of them for offense if you really if you want, especially with a field goal, you can keep one. You can control the clock on offense. You can't control it on defense. So I, I, I have no idea. That was uh, it's baffling. And then the further I get away from it, the it, I'm, I'm still baffled. It doesn't make any more sense to me. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Um, I don't think I need to go into it any more than what you already said. But it was a little suspicious to me. Um, I was like, "What the heck is happening?" And then with the uh, with the touchdown, it, we're, I was watching that whole drive and in the, the soft coverage and. I knew it was going to happen. We were watching it with friends and I was literally yelling at the TV, just let him score. So Jordan Love has more time. Just let him score because we all know that this is going to happen. And then, you know, they, they kind of did. So uh, thank you, Joe Barry, for being so painfully predictable that it hurts. Love you, buddy. Um, next question from Simon. <sighs> all right. He says, okay, well, Draft podcasts are already being floated. Pick 25. Who have you got? No, 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 no. That's it. I'm not answering any draft questions until after the Super Bowl. Um, so I will return your message then. I can't do this. Everyone knows I hate the draft. There's a reason why we sit out every single year for draft coverage because we are not smart enough. I mean, maybe Dust- Dusty's probably smart enough, but Steve and I are not smart enough to do this. Oh, I, I think every single one of us is smart enough. I don't <laughs> want to take the time to do it. I think yeah. we're all of us sit on it. Yes. So respectfully, no. I will answer that question at a later date. Um, next from Ed Stack. 
Is there a veteran player on another team at a position the Packers need to upgrade that you think the Packers should realistically target for a trade or free agent? And then food, what's your go-to Italian meal? I think I'm, so I didn't get a chance to research this really. I've been um, not feeling well today in case you can't, uh, in case you cannot tell. So I didn't get a chance to really research a whole lot of this. I mean, if you look at like who is on the roster, kind of what they need, I think interior line help. Um, Josh Myers, I thought played, played fine down the stretch, but I think you can upgrade there or right guard, um, maybe a tackle position. But, uh, you know, I, I thought Ryan looked good when he was in. Runyon, I thought played well. And we, I, I know I saw the clip of him at the locker kind of tearing up about like what it means for him to be in green Bay and how much he loved it here. So those things are always like, bring him back, bring him back. But he was, he was not great for most of the year. So I think interior line, you can help um, another inside linebacker. Usually you can pick up an inside linebacker somewhere like an athletic dude. Uh, sometimes those guys don't hit right away. And uh, so if you can get a guy kind of on a second contract that you like his gifts, kind of what they did with, with, uh, uh, Devonta Campbell, honestly, that was like, we, we like this guy. We thought he got a bad shake. Maybe he had some injuries and we think he can do well in the right situation. They, they brought him in. So, uh, I think those, I mean, second safety is another one. I'm just, I'm just naming areas of need now, but I think of something like that. I think a guard, maybe you can plug that in the draft, but inside linebacker and safety, given the way that those progress, like you kind of need, it'd be nice to have kind of a veteran player in there uh, in those situations, I think. So they did the young guy thing this year. It worked out better than we expected. Um, bring in a couple vets at those positions, I think, and, and you'll be set up pretty well. Uh, what's my go-to Italian meal? Man, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what I get when I get Italian. I get spaghetti. I get pizza. I love, I love Italian food. I get whatever looks good in the moment, but I rarely, I rarely go back and order the same thing twice because I always forget what I got. So I'm, I am, I am very bad at this answer. I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For me, all I'll say is, Mike Hyde, come home. Come, come back to Green Bay. You're going to be a free agent. Could use some help in the secondary. Come home. We'd love to have you back. Uh, and then my go-to Italian meal, I love Mezzaluna. I absolutely love Mezzaluna. It doesn't matter if it's at a Carabas or a fancy Italian restaurant. Um, if I see it on the menu, I'm probably going to order it. Uh, absolutely delicious. And if you've never had it, highly recommend. Um, next question from Josie. Who do you want to see win the Super Bowl? And is that different than who you think will win? And then given the choice on pasta, are you going with Alfredo or red sauce? So uh, I'll go first on this one. I'd like to see based on the teams remaining, uh, I'd like to see Ravens lions. Um, and I, I don't really care who, who wins after that. I know there's a lot of, uh, chatter on Twitter that you can't hope the lions win. If you're a Packers fan, 
And I think if that's how you feel, that's perfectly fine. I just feel the other way. I think that the Lions have sucked for a long time. And that as a sports fan, it's kind of cool to see them turn it around. I like Dan Campbell. I think he's a maniac in the best way possible. Um, and I think it would be an interesting matchup. Do I think that that's what it's going to be? No. Um, but I do think that the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I hope they do because I'm sick of the Chiefs. Um, and then given the choice on pasta, I'm probably going with Alfredo sauce. Um, but it changes. Right now I'm kind of on an Alfredo kick. But then after you eat it too much, then you kind of crave the red sauce and you switch back and forth. But right now on January 23rd, 2024 <laughs> at 9.42 p.m., I'm going Alfredo. Well, put it on the record. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think uh, I want the Ravens to win because I, I really like watching Lamar. What I want is the Ravens to win with Lamar just dicing people out from the pocket. Because it's been a thing even recently, and I don't, I don't like bringing his name up because he's just not a smart person when he talks about these things, and he does it for clout or whatever. Scott Pioli uh, is still saying things like, "What you got to do is you got to keep Lamar in the pocket. Uh, you got to make him beat you from the pocket. We can dice you out from the pocket. He's done it all year." So. I want Lamar to win. I want I want him to dice people up from the pocket all along the way. That's how I want it. As far as the teams, I honestly I don't care. I don't care. Um, I want the Ravens, the Niners, and Lions. I don't really like either of those teams. Um, and I'm not picking a team before I start watching. That's one of those games like you start watching the game, and as the game goes on, you find that you're like you get sad when something happens for for one team, or happy when it happens for them. So. I'm just going to see where the moment takes me in that one. I'll just I'll follow my heart in the moment, but I'm not picking a team ahead of time. And I hope whoever wins that game loses horribly to Lamar in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going for, which means all this means is that Mahomes is going to win again. That That's the path this ends up leading, I feel like. The Ravens look like a machine, dude, but I, I don't know, man. Like They're in the AFC Championship game again. I know the offense hasn't been good, but they've been turning on the playoffs. So I feel like Mahomes is going to be there again, which I like Mahomes. Honestly, wouldn't have a huge problem with it, but I, I will take Lamar and the Ravens. And I think I'm with you, Sarah. I, would, I like – It's it depends on mood and season kind of. I think Alfredo is what I'm feeling at the moment. Uh, but it kind of goes with yeah, how I'm feeling at the moment. So I, I think I tend to Alfredo, but I'll go the red sauce as well at times. It just, just kind of depends. All right. Our last question is from Stefan, and they want to know, seeing a lot of Anders Carlson hate. However, I'm wondering if it really can all be put on him. Looking at the coaching staff, it wouldn't seem like we have a kicking coach to make sure he gets better. Should we try hiring a kicking coach? We don't just expect other players to develop. Yeah, they've got um, three guys on their on their special team staff that do not have a kicking a uh, kicking coach. I am of the mind that if you've got the money, that's like that's a market inefficiency in coaching is pay money for coaches at every position. You you do up the locker room to bring guys in. You like you spend on all these little things that do not count against the cap. I think coaching is one of those. You get them the best coaching you possibly can. That's a kicking coach. I mean, that being said, <laughs> I don't think I don't. I just don't think Anders Carlson is very good. Like he was not accurate in college. He has not, he was accurate for the first part of this year. And then he missed, what was it, Sarah, either an extra point or a field goal in like six straight games, something like yeah. that. I've seen pe- th- there was numbers going around. People were like, well, he, his field goal percentage was actually better than Mason Crosby and, and Crosby's rookie year. Yeah. But look at his extra point percentage. Like he was missing a lot of extra points. So I, that was another thing they keep saying he's got a big leg. 
I saw him come up. I think he came up short in like a 56 yarder, which is long. But if you have a big leg and you can't hit a 56 yarder, and then you're also going to miss a 41 yarder that is just never even close. I don't know what we're doing here. So I absolutely think that they should get a kicking coach. 100%. I also think they should get another kicker. I understand patience. And if they think he's the guy and if they think he can get better, the longer he's in the league, we saw what his brother Daniel did. Like, I understand that. So if that's the way they want to go, have at it. But I, I, we've not seen anything from college or his first year as a pro that leads me to believe that he is going to be good. Yeah. I don't feel good about it either. Uh, I, I mean, in the preseason, we were hearing stuff about how he wasn't great and, seen things in training camp about how he was missing field goals left and right. Um, I think it was mostly right in the, the yeah, mostly right. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't trying to be literal there, but you're <laughs> right that you're right. It was right. Um, so, um, enough said about that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little worrisome. Um, and I lied. We, we do have one more question, actually, from our good old buddy, Brian Hartstad. Uh, he said, the Packers entered the offseason with disappointment, which, Brian, I don't really agree with. I think that they're sad about the loss, but hopeful for the future. Um, anyways, but he says, but with the very bright, exciting future. Okay, so I spoke too, too soon. Sorry, Brian. Apologize. What do you feel will be the biggest focus this offseason? And then an absolutely electric start, sit, cut, DQ Blizzard edition um, a Snickers, Oreo, or cookie dough blizzard. Um, so, wow. I'll, I will start with this one. Uh, what do I think will be the biggest focus this offseason? I think just attention to details. Um, they know that the skills are there. We've seen that. Um, and I'm talking offense, then I'll go to defense. Um, I think it's just a matter of fine-tuning some of the details um, and making sure that everyone's confident in the decisions that are being made. People know the playbook very well. Um, and all of that. And I think if they are able to fine tune some of the details, then they'll continue to move in the right direction. Defense. Well, it, you know, it, it depends. We got one answer. We yeah, got one answer, it depends on if Joe Barry is still with the Packers, which I have a feeling he will be. Um, maybe he has an epiphany and says, I need to think of something different and we need to change our scheme. That's what I hope and pray for. I doubt it will happen. And that, you know, they will continue to do the same thing over and over again, uh, continuing to drive us all insane. Um, but a girl can dream, right? And then start, sit, cut, blizzard edition, um, starting every time. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer is the Oreo blizzard. This is my go-to order at Dairy Queen. Absolutely elite. I, I don't think it can be topped unless you're in the mood for some of that you're sitting which is the cookie dough one. I can't eat cookie dough all the time. I have to be in a mood for it, but Oreo I could eat 24 seven. Um, and then I'm going to cut the Snickers one. I've had the Snickers one. It's fine. It's good. I mean, it's a blizzard. It's not bad, but Oreo is absolutely elite. Cookie dough is great. Consistent when you need it to be. And Snickers is just all right. I can live without it. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, my answer is kind of mirror a lot of yours. I think for the defense, um, the biggest focus is get rid of Joe Barry, find a new DC. Like that's <laughs> number one. If Joe Barry isn't going anywhere, then the focus should be on um, 
looking inside and asking yourself why you don't want Joe Barry to go anywhere, but also making Joe Barry do non-Joe Barry things, which he's been here for three years now. Joe Barry doesn't like doing non-Joe Barry things, so it's going to be a losing effort. So we're not going to see that. And then offense, yeah, I like your answer. Um, I was going to go a little more specific in terms of like personnel and stuff, but I do like that attention details. That's something we saw early in the season that they were not doing very well. Um, a lot of penalties. Uh, a lot of guys run into each other, running wrong routes. Obviously, that cleared up, uh, cleaned up as it went on, but there's always room for improvement there. And if we know one thing about LaFleur, it's that he's a very detail-oriented guy. So focus on the details, expand the playbook a little bit, um, Get love, tell Love he doesn't always have to throw off his back foot. Um, it's cool when he does, and I like that he's got it in his bag. Tell him he doesn't always have to do that. Uh, and, yeah, I think it'd be good. And, and my start to cut is the exact same as yours, Sarah. Oreo, like I said, first ballot Hall of Famer, never bad, always good. Uh, cookie dough is number two. I was going to say a close number two. I don't know that anything is close to Oreo and Snickers. I like Snickers. I don't, I've never really gotten the, the Snickers blizzard. It's never hit for me. Um, the one I would throw in that would make this harder that I'm not going to answer. Cause you can't make me is Butterfinger. I'm a big Butterfinger guy and the Butterfinger blizzards are tremendous, but Brian did not ask that. So I don't have to say whether I would start sit or cut that. There you go. All right, man. That's it for questions. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> I say we're going to be done for the season. That's not true. We'll see you guys next week. Um, but <laughs> on uh, as we wrap up the season here, this kind of last one looking back on the Packers' game of the year, what are your final thoughts at the moment? Yeah, I mean, my final thoughts, I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for where this team's headed, and I'm excited that we get to continue to talk about them um, and that you all listen Um this episode, when you're listening today, is actually five years since I first met Oof. Dusty and Steve, and uh, we recorded our first episode together, and it's really hard to believe it's been that long. Um, I feel like it has flown by, and partly because we've just been having so much fun doing this. Um, like Truthfully, it is just one of the best parts of my week every week. Um, whether it's just me and Dusty or just me and Steve, and especially when it's all three of us and, you know, we're, we're giving each other hell and, and just absolutely having the craziest time, um, you know, even though we're all in three different states. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for listening. Um, thank you to Dusty and Steve for five years ago, just welcoming me with open arms and um, kind of taking me in as their, uh, crazy niece and them being my crazy Packers uncles and us being on this journey together. It has meant the world. And uh, thank you all for, for listening. And Andy, thanks for saying yes when um, I asked to be a part of this. And I'm looking forward to many more years. I think the beautiful thing about this show is that we can still do it when no matter how old we are, and even if we have to take breaks here and there, I think it'll be something that as long as Packaday exists, that we'll just continue to do because the friendship we've has have formed is is really near and dear to my heart. Um, and you know, if Packaday one day went away, which I hope it never does, then that'll just be our sign to finally start our food podcast officially. So I don't think we'll we'll ever officially break up. Um, we'll definitely have a have something to talk about and an excuse to to meet every week. So thank you all and. Uh, looking forward to the next five years and and all the crazy things that we're going to do and um, all the crazy things that the Packers are going to keep us talking about. 
Yeah, Packer Stackers, we got in the hopper if we need it. That's a brick <laughs> glass in case of emergency. Uh, five years is wild. That's insane. Um, and we were talking about this a little bit last week, I think after we stopped recording, that I think me and Steve, I thought it was longer. I think me and Steve have been recording for only about six months uh, before you jumped on. So it was, it was at the very beginning. I, I can't imagine my life without without doing this with you guys every single week. It's been amazing. I cannot believe it's been five years. That's that's insane. That's crazy. I don't know how you've put up with us for that long, Sarah. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> My final thoughts is just I, I'm trying to – this end of the season is always tough, man. Like I try to stay motivated. I try to write stuff, and then it's like this is the end of the season. It kind of lags a little, especially since on Saturday I'm not on my normal schedule, and I'm trying to write about a game that was like the end of the season. So uh, right now I'm working on She Said TV article. It should be out uh, a little later today as you're listening to this. Kind of the passing chronicles, write about the passing game against the 49ers, break down a couple of plays. It's going to be, I think, the touchdown to Belton, which was just a tremendous play. Talk about some of the tendencies there, both on the Niners side and then on the Packers side as well. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know, we'll, we'll see where we go for the offseason, I guess, in terms of all that. Probably take a little bit of a break, still be doing this, but take a little break from writing. So this will be my last writing piece for a while, but that'll be up later today on Cheesehead TV. Um, Sarah, do you want to take us home? Because I always forget how to, how to close these things. <laughs> Sure. Well, we will be back next week. Um, you can follow us at Packaday Podcast, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelleher 4. And even though he decided that he was done with us this week, you can follow Steve too, at Steve Perhatch. Uh, we'll talk to you next week once we know the Super Bowl matchup. But I'm sure we'll have some fun things to talk about there. But as always, go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.